Well, welcome. Welcome to Mid-Cities, man. I am so excited for that new sermon series that kicks off next week. Pastor Daniel will be kicking off this series called Elements of Revival. It's going to be amazing. I want to welcome all of you who are here today. Welcome all of my friends at the Neely campus who are joining us and also those of you who are joining us online. It is going to be a really great week this week. Uh, as we kick off our week of prayer and fasting, and you are not going to want to miss it. And I know if you're like me, when you hear the word fast, you're kind of like, ah, I don't know, man, I'm not so excited about that. But, you know, I really believe that when we set aside the physical, man, God shows up in the spiritual. And so make sure that you grab one of these prayer and fasting guides uh, on your way out today. Man, set aside just a few minutes today to look through it, kind of prepare your heart for it, make a plan, make a plan for how you're going to fast, what you're going to fast. Uh, For those of you who are online, you can hop on the Every Nation app. You can also get on the MidCities social media pages this week, uh, and they will have PDFs for the devotionals each and every day. And I would just encourage you, you know, this is a word that we use in, in church a lot of times, to consecrate yourself, to set aside this week and say, you know what, I'm going to grow in my relationship with God this week. And so uh, I want to just encourage you to do that. And I'm excited to be with you here today because I really believe that God has a word for us, for specifically for today, specifically for you, and I'm glad that you came to church. And so the title of today's message is, What Do You Seek? What Do You Seek? And if you have your Bible, you can open it up to John chapter 1. You know, I've been thinking about and reading through the book of John because I'm preparing for an equip class that we're going to be doing over at the Neely campus. And uh, I was struck by something this week when I read through this passage, starting in uh, chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him. This is speaking of John the Baptist. And behold, and he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Skip down to verse 35. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him and said, uh, heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come, and you will see. You know, I don't have to tell you that last year, it was a bit of a crazy year. And I think that probably many of us, many of us that are here online today, many of us that are sitting in here uh, today, we, we, if we think back on 2020, man, we had to seek out some different things than we have sought any other time in our life, Right? Like probably last year, you found yourself seeking out safety more than any other time in your life. You think about, man, people are telling you, all the officials are saying, hey, you got to distance from people and you got you to stay away from your friends and you got to quarantine. And we found ourselves seeking out safety probably more than any other time in our life. I don't know about y'all, but I, I was constantly seeking out correct information 
Like somebody just tell me, is the virus, like can it be, trans, can, can it be translated or tra- uh, given to me through some surface or is it only through the mask or is it not through the mask? I don't know. Somebody tell me. I'm seeking out correct information. And it seemed that we were getting different information each and every week. <laughs> what about this one? Uh, back in March, some of us found ourselves seeking out those homeschool moms and dads because we're like, we don't know what to do. Right? And you people, you, you classical education people, you homeschool folks, you, you know what you're doing. So somebody please help me. I'm seeking you out. Right? I need some help. There were some others of us that when we walked into the grocery store for the first time in our life, we made a left onto that aisle. And oh my goodness, there is no toilet paper. I'm seeking out toilet paper. I'm calling everybody I know. Hey, you got a roll to spare? Come on. Send me one over. And we find ourselves, we found ourselves this last year seeking out some things that we never had done before. But you know what we also found last year? I don't know if you did, but I certainly had these moments where there were some things that I had been seeking, and all of a sudden they were gone. Little things like, it didn't seem like a big deal, but all of a sudden sports was gone. It's kind of like, what do I do with my time? Found myself wanting to, to be with friends, and I couldn't be with friends. And so all of a sudden, some of the things that I had sought out before weren't there. And I think it's, it's interesting. I want to make a few observations today on this passage, because the first words that we see from Jesus in the book of John is, what do you seek? It's got to be significant. There's got to be some, something significant in that. Jesus was, was coming across these people, these disciples of John, and the first words that he uttered to them is, what do you seek? And I think we, we all have sought after different things, and we know what it means to seek after something. It just means that we attempt to find it. But I think that there were probably many of the first century Hebrews, many of those people in the time of Jesus, they, did, they actually didn't know what they were looking for, right? God, in the Old Testament, God had prophesied and he had, he had revealed a, at least a, a portion of what they were to be looking for. There was a Messiah that was coming at some point. As early as Genesis 3, we see that there is a promised Messiah who is going to come someday, but they didn't know what he was going to look like. They didn't know what he was going to act like. We see in in the book of Exodus and all throughout the Old Testament that this this Messiah is going to come. But the first century Hebrew had no idea. And you have to wonder if every time a Hebrew woman would get pregnant, she would go, is it a boy? Could it possibly be the Messiah? Could I possibly be the one who is holding the Messiah in my womb? And it makes me think about a couple weeks ago. How many of you guys went out and looked for the Christmas star? You know what I'm talking about, right? This was the first time in over 800 years that the planets Saturn and Jupiter aligned, and, uh, and you could see this bright star, and I think they said like it was the brightest on December 21st, but we missed it. And I think it was even kind of hazy that night, if you remember, right? It was, was kind of uh, supposed to be visible about the time that the sun went down. And so on the 22nd, my seven-year-old Andy, she was like, we got to see the star. So Allie and I said, okay, all right. So we all loaded everybody up in the car, and we drove out southwest of Midland, and we're like, we're going to see the Christmas star. 
And every lamppost that we saw, we're like, there it is. That's not the Christmas star. We didn't really know what we were looking for, right? Every little bit of light in the sky that that we saw, we thought, that's it, that's it, no. We're like, no, I guess we need to drive a little further out west because, you know, we live in West Texas, and if you stand on a paint can, you can see for like three days, right? But no, we could not see the Christmas star. And so we drove around wasting gas, and I'm just like, come on, man. Come on, God, please let us see this Christmas star. And finally, we just gave up. Good parenting, right? We're like, all right. So we got, we started getting on the North Loop. Every time we go over a bridge, Allie's kind of like, Wigging out a little bit, like, but you just drive. I'll look for the star. Come around on the loop, still looking, still trying to find it. Eventually, we, we exit on Garfield. We're about to go over to Allie's parents' house. And out of nowhere, I hear her say, there it is. There it is. We didn't even know what we were looking for. But there it was, as bright as we had imagined it to be. And see, I think many of these first century Hebrews, they didn't even know what they were looking for in this Messiah. They didn't even know what they were seeking out. But as we head into this new year, we get an opportunity to seek God in a new way. We get a bit of a fresh start. And so I want to take just a few minutes today and make a few observations that I think I think will help us as we move into this new year. The first observation I see is that our friends play a key part in helping us seek out Jesus. Our friends, they make a huge difference. Listen to me, all of you young people, right? Your friends make a huge difference in if you are going to seek out Jesus or not. And it's true. And we know this to be true, right? There are friends in our life that absolutely every time we hang out with them, we leave encouraged. Like, oh man, I gotta go read my Bible more. I gotta pray some more, right? Because those are the kind of people that encourage us to do that. But there's also those other people and maybe they're friends or maybe it's a relationship and it's time to kick it to the curb because our friends have a massive, they have a massive, let me say it one more time, a massive influence on if we are going to seek Jesus this year. And John the Baptist, he, he knew his role. He knew his role. He was not the Messiah. He was the one to prepare the way for the Messiah. He was the one that must decrease so that Jesus could increase. And so when John's disciples kind of went off and started following Jesus, was he an egomaniac about it? No. Not at all, man. He was there to help them seek out the Messiah. He was there to help them. And so I would just ask you, just a little observation, a little opportunity for you today. Those of you who are joining us online, once you take a moment this week and make a little inventory of your list of friends. And not that we're trying to cut people out of our life. No, not at all. No, but we're looking for those people who are going to encourage us in our relationship with God. Who's going to help us seek him this year? And so do it. Take a moment. You can even pull out your phone right now. You don't have to listen to me anymore, right? Make your list of people and go, I need to spend more time with him. I need to spend more time with her because when I leave that person, when I leave hanging out with them, man, I'm encouraged in my relationship you know, this past uh, about five weeks have been an interesting time in my life. Um, about 40-something days ago, my dad came down with coronavirus and pneumonia in both lungs. 
and my dad is 81 years old, and um, man, we, there was about two weeks there where we just didn't know what was going to happen. Every phone call I got from my mom or my brother, it was like, how's this going to go? And I was just reminded during that time, I was reminded of the importance of relationships, because I'd have... I'd have a friend that would shoot me a text and remind me, hey, man, I'm praying for you today. I'm praying for your dad. I'm praying that your spirit would stay strong and his would stay strong too. I think about my friends Cody and Carson and Jonathan, man, these people who would just reach out to me and say, hey, I'm praying for you today. I think about my friend Ben, who was my college roommate. Ben, he sent me this picture of us when we were back in college, back when, back when we had a little more hair and, you know, back when we used to do stuff like this, man, crazy shenanigans like that. But he, he sent that picture and he just said, hey, I'm thinking about you today. I'm praying for you. And you know what I did when I got that text message? I went, ah, God is here with me. And I know that not all of us have those kind of people in our life. I know not all of us have walked through situations where it's all sunshine and roses this year because you've had difficult situations. You've lost a job. You've lost a loved one. But man, I'm telling you, you need to surround yourself with people this year who will help you seek God. And if you do, you just watch. He'll show up and move in your life. The second observation There's only three, don't worry. Second observation is that we typically find what we repeatedly seek. We typically find what we repeatedly seek. If we look for purpose over and over and over again in our life, we probably will eventually find some kind of purpose. If we repeatedly seek weight loss, there's a chance that even for, if it's just for a short period of time, we may eventually find some weight loss. We eat this way, we exercise this many times a week, and all of a sudden we probably find at least a little bit of weight loss there. I think the same is true for God. If we repeatedly seek him, he shows up. Think about this. In this passage that we read today, the first time that Jesus walks by and John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God. Thomas, maybe Thomas, some scholars say it's either Thomas or or John and Andrew. Man, they miss it. They don't even realize that that's Jesus. They don't realize that he's the Messiah. But the second time, behold, the Lamb of God. They're like, oh, there he is. It's the Messiah. And they begin to follow him. And the things that we repeatedly seek out, we typically find. So I want to encourage you in this next year, man, repeatedly seek out time with God. Read your Bible every day. If you miss a day, pick up the next day. Spend some time in prayer every day. If you miss some time, man, pick it up. Spend time in silence, solitude. Listen for the voice of God. It may take a few days, but guess what? He'll show up. He'll speak to you in a powerful way. See, I have to wonder, as as these two disciples start to follow Jesus, they're like, oh, maybe this guy is who he says he is. They see him begin to heal people. They see him be able to cast out demons. And there's something about repetition that helps us seek out God. So I would encourage you, do that in this next year. Final observation that, I have for you is Jesus invites us into relationship. 
Jesus invites us into relationship. This is a choice that we get to make. See, when these two disciples sought out Jesus, he said, come, come and you'll see. It was probably about 10 o'clock in the morning. Jesus probably had things to do that day. He probably had people to minister to. He probably had people to spend time with, but he set aside time for them. And I have to wonder if he didn't share his mission with those two disciples that day. I have to wonder if if he didn't uh, spell out what his plans were for these next three years of ministry. And I think that there's something significant about the way that God invites us into relationship. And I think these disciples were probably testing the waters a bit. They were kind of like, hey, if you're not busy... You don't have too much going on, but Jesus always had time for them. And guess what, church? He always has time for you. He always has time. When we go to him, we seek him out. In 2021, when we take, make it a priority to seek him out, he's got time for you. And he knows what you walked through last year. And he knows, through the thing, he knows about the things that were hard in your life last year and that have continued over into this year. He knows about the job that you lost or about the merger that's happening in your company and you're not sure if you're gonna have a job here in a few weeks. He knows about the people that you lost in last year. He knows about the things that are difficult and he wants to meet with you. I think there's a passage in Matthew chapter six It's helpful for us in this next year. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 31, says, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all of these things will be added unto you. Pastor Robert Morris, Gateway Church in Dallas, he calls this the principle of priority. When we set aside the most important things first, God takes care of all of the other things. See, Jesus is preaching here the Sermon on the Mount, one of the most famous, probably the most Uh, sermon that he preached. And he's talking to this agrarian society, this hand-to-mouth type people who didn't know where their food was coming from the next day. They didn't know if their clothes were going to wear out. And he says, seek God's kingdom first, and I'll take care of all of the rest of it. I think for us this year, God is giving us an invitation this morning. He's inviting those of us who are online. He's inviting those of us who are here to seek him out. And guess what? He he will show up and be faithful to move in your life. It'll probably look different than you think. He'll probably ask you to do some things that you're not comfortable with. And guess what? It's going to be so good for you. You know, last week um, I was in Dallas, spending time with my family. And uh, it was fun to be there because my nephews are now teenagers. And uh, I have a 15-year-old nephew named Micah. I have a 14-year-old nephew named Isaac. And they're awesome kids. Man, they're awesome. I got to go to Micah's basketball game. And uh, we, when we got together with family that day, 
It was really fun to watch those kids, they're not really kids anymore, teenagers, play with my kids. I have two, two girls, Andy, who's seven, and Anna Claire, uh, who is four. And um, it was so fun to watch my nephews just hang out with my girls. And they were playing, they were doing puzzles, they were doing all kinds of stuff. And eventually, uh, my, my nephews humored my girls into playing uh, hide-and-go-seek. And you guys have seen this type of game before, right? You've even probably, some of you that have kids, you know how this goes with a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. When you go out and you first start playing hide-and-seek, a four-year-old's not so good at hiding. <laughs> They're like, she's like hiding in the closet, but her foot's still hanging out right? Or she gets to, they're counting to 20, and she gets to like 19, and, and she's like still not sure where to hide. She's like still in the, the first room there. Um, but my nephews were awesome, and they humored my kiddos for about probably 20 minutes. And then it was on. And you know what I'm talking about here, right? The teenagers eventually went, no, 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 no more of this. I'm going to hide, and you're not finding me. And that's exactly what happened. My, my nephew, Isaac, he's like, I'm going to go out into the garage and I'm going to hide in the back of the truck. And it's like 30 degrees outside and these kids are never going to find me. And so for, for literally probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes, my girls are looking everywhere in the house, every closet. My parents' house is not real big. They're looking in every closet, every room, going to every person. Hey, do you know where he went? Do you know where he went? Nope. We're all like, I don't know where he went. And it was funny to watch how, man, my girls were so into it And eventually they just were like, okay. And they just gave up. And there's Isaac, still out in the bed of the truck, hanging out. He didn't even know that they had given up. And I wonder, I wonder if last year, when things started to get a little tougher for us, when we started to feel a little bit of anxiety, started to feel a little bit of depression, because we couldn't be with people, all of a sudden we started to give up seeking God. I have to wonder if, if some of us, man, we started out 2020 so good. We remember this week of prayer and fasting last year, and you're like, man, God showed up in a big way, but we get to June, July, and we're like, I'm not reading the Bible anymore. Maybe that's you. But today... January 3rd, 2021, hallelujah, you get a new chance. You get an opportunity to start seeking God again. You can do it today. And I want to take a moment and I want to just ask if there's any of you, and I'm not even going to have you bow your head, if there's any of you that go, man, that's me, I I need to seek God this year and it's got to start today. I want you to just raise your hand. That's you, just raise your hand, be bold. No one's judging you. I want to take a minute and I want to pray for you. I want to ask God to set our heart and get us ready for this week of prayer and fasting. Maybe, maybe for you, this is the week, man, that God shows up big time in your life. You know, I think it's interesting that the first words that Jesus says in John are, what do you seek? But the first words that he says to Mary Magdalene after he's resurrected, is who do you seek? Seek Jesus this year. Seek Jesus this year. He'll show up. So Father, we come to you today. God, you are so good. 
God, thank you that you are moving in this place. God, you're moving in our hearts. And God, we just come to you and we repent, Lord, for those of us who say, man, I gave up last year. I stopped seeking God. But here I am today in church, maybe for the first time in a long time. Man, maybe those of us who hopped online and are watching this service for the first time in a long time, we say, I'm ready this year. I'm ready to see you show up in a big way. God, last year was hard. Lord, I don't know where things are going to go this year, but I'm going to seek you this year. And so, Father, we ask that as we seek you out, Lord, through, through silence and solitude, Bible reading, prayer, God, we ask that you would meet us. And, God, we thank you that you invite us into relationship. You're good. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.